Welcome to episode four of And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. We ended the last podcast episode talking about authenticity, and I said I'd cover that more here. And this is a re-record of the original, because I realized I really held back what I wanted to say, and I was overthinking what I was going to bring in that episode. So we're re-recording now. And I want you to really think about the language that you use, first of all. Does the word inauthentic and authentic strike you as language you would use normally? And the reason I'm bringing this up is for some reason, 100% yes, that's the way they speak. But for me personally, I would be using language in my real life, outside of my job. And that language would be things like, I don't feel myself. I feel like I held back there. I felt really awkward. I noticed I didn't give my opinion around those people. So the language I was using was very much language that's natural to me. I wouldn't say I felt really inauthentic. I wouldn't come out of something and go, oh, I felt really authentic there. It's really helpful to understand that our language is a really important part of how we feel about ourselves and not curating our language around how we think we should sound and using terminology that realistically is not our day-to-day terminology. It's not how we'd normally talk. And so sometimes that also doesn't help us feel like we're being ourselves. I said this to loads of people, using affirmations with language that doesn't feel like you will be hard for you to really feel and start to use and feel like they're yours. They will always feel like somebody else's. When people start to find out more about self-development, they tend to start using language that they wouldn't use in any other situation. And again, it feels a little bit disassociated from who they are. Um, there's going to be a whole whole heap of episodes on disassociation. But to start with, when we're talking here about authenticity, I want you to start to think about the language you're using and the way that you talk and how much that feels right and normal and good for you, how connected to it you are and how much it means to you. What does it mean to you? I then want you to think about instead of worrying about how authentic you are, I'd love you to reframe the question to how well do I know myself? How well do I know myself? What do I really like? What am I really good at? What really lights me up? What's joyous and fun and interesting? What am I really curious about? What am I really closed about? Why is that? Why do I not want to look outside of that closed idea of me? How do I express myself? How do I dress? Where do I feel confident? Where really shrinks me and why? Find out who you are. So you can find out not just what you want to present as, which is what so many people do. There is so many versions of you that might exist. There might be corporate you. There might be boozy you. There might be friendship you. There might be emotional you. There are so many ways that we present. So the idea that we're inauthentic sometimes can just show us where we're uncomfortable, where we're less confident, where we're more nervous, where we sometimes naturally do have to filter. If I'm with people that are newer to me than people that really know me well, then I might shift a little bit to gently let them come in 
and see whether they want to get involved more or have bigger discussions. I don't give my full thoughts and feelings on things to brand new people who may not want that information or get to know that part of me and it might not be valid or relevant. Within my workplace, how I am to somebody contracting me on a corporate basis compared to somebody contracting me on a one-to-one basis shifts slightly because the work I'm doing will shift. My language with a one-to-one client can be quite different from my language in a corporate setting. That doesn't mean I'm being inauthentic. That means I'm adjusting to my audience whilst being in my truth and knowing what I've come for, what I want people to feel as a result of those hires, (laughs) of hiring me. How I present in a workshop is very different to how I might talk in, in a small, small setting. So we're adjusting ourselves, not to become inauthentic, but to take in a very natural filter. However, however, if we don't know who we are, if we don't know what we stand for, if we don't know what we passionately love and want to change in the world, and we don't know what we're really against and what we want to support the change of in the world, if we don't know where we're open and where we're closed, if we don't know where and when we are affected, and we become versions that are not true to us, where we agree with things that we do not agree with just to belong, where we allow behavior just because we didn't express ourselves, where we are continuously in the wrong rooms because we don't know who we are. We're shifting identity so often to belong rather than adjusting it to a filter of how well people know us. You will know if you are doing this. This comes down to some really simple parts. You might be getting changed or wearing different outfits around certain people. You might have even lost your way in how you're dressing full stop because you've just lost a part of your identity. You might be going through an identity shift. Something might have happened in your world, which is readjusting your view of the world and your place in it. Our identity is continuously shifting, so our authenticity might be shifting with that. What I agreed with five years ago might not be what I agree with now. What I thought was acceptable or right 10 years ago certainly don't reflect who I am now. Being able to adjust what we believe, what we're willing to say, who we're willing to be, And how we're willing to show that is part of our authenticity. It's honesty, if we replace it to that. How much of my truth, how much of my full self was there? In whatever situation, did that feel like me? Even if it was slightly watered down, was it still me? Even if that was really loud and unapologetic, was it still me? Or was I trying to do something because I felt uncomfortable? And that's the part where we start to see what authenticity actually means, is how much of you was in it. How much of what you truly believe is in there. How much are you willing to say, I don't know, and ask questions as opposed to pretend you know, because you don't want to feel silly or awkward. How much do you shift your voice so that you sound more like people in the room? Side note, as a kid, I used to do that. I used to copy people's accents and it did follow me into adulthood quite a lot. But I would copy accents to feel like I belonged with the people I was with. 
such behavior can often be showing up in just what we will sit and allow people to talk around or about or joke about that we don't interrupt. Something we might be passionate about, we downplay. Something we want to say, but don't, we hold back. And instead of raising our voice, our questions, our perspectives, we close them down. We are dishonest about who we are. We don't honestly share parts of ourselves. Shifting the word from how much of it was you, how much of it felt honest, how much of it felt right, how much of it felt good, is how we can really start to gauge our authenticity. How we're communicating in so many different ways. Our communication is more than what we say. It's about what we don't say. It's about how we say it. It's about how we wear it. It's about how we have energy in the room. It's about how we're carrying ourselves. It's about what we think about ourselves. There's so much more than just what we're saying in communication. And we're going to talk about communication in an upcoming episode as well. But I want you to really think about if you want to be authentic, how well do you know yourself? What's true to you right now? How and where do you change your expression? Where do you want to change it again to feel more like you? Where does it not sit quite right with you? Where do you feel like you hide? Where do you feel like you blend massively to belong? Those are great ways to start to find out who you are. What your values are, what matters to you about those values. How do you know? When do they show up? How do they show up? What does it mean other than you circled it on a list? Like these are my top three values. And the reason that's important is if you don't recognize and take the time to work out who you are and what you value and what matters, and not just how that matters in the world as in it sounds good, You know, some people will say one of my top values is honesty, but what they mean is I want people to be honest with me. They don't necessarily mean I will be honest about myself and I'll be honest with myself and internally they don't look at what that means. One of my own personal values is freedom. When I look at what freedom means, I can feel it in my body. I know what freedom means when I want to give it to other people, when I want other people to experience it. I know what freedom with myself looks like. I know what freedom with my work and my relationships and my communication looks like. I can feel it. So it isn't just something I can give you an answer on. It is something I can talk about, feel and describe and understand how I would filter my behavior and my choices and my communication through that value and feel whether it feels right or wrong in different situations. Knowing our values is one thing. Understanding what they mean to us is the next layer. Understanding what that means externally is something that most people have done. Understanding what it means with you, you with you. Do you offer those values to yourself? Do you operate within those values yourself? Not just when it looks good or when it is with somebody else, with an external. Do you do it with you? And how do you use that value to gauge anything in life? What does it mean? What does it mean other than I circled it on a sheet or I wrote it down or I think it's this? I really want you to get into the juicy layers of that. Because when you establish what your boundaries mean, then you start to understand what they actually matter, what they feel like and what difference they make of you having them. 
Otherwise, they're just words. And if we're not using them, they're not in an effective part of our lives. We're not using them to gauge anything. They're just words. Our authenticity as well. I'm going to talk about the personal brand because there's been a lot of chat about personal brands in the last few years in two different ways. One being you are your brand. Personal brand is everything. Build trust, tell them everything, share everything, get them on board, give, give, give. Be authentic, share everything, be vulnerable. You need to do this to be a personal brand. And I'm also looking at the other side of cancel culture, which is <laughs> if you're too much you, you might just get cancelled. And that's not just your business suffering, that's you as a human being being cancelled because you are your personal brand. This isn't just public figures, this isn't just people that have businesses online. This is anybody that has a social media platform who is sharing anything online because we are sharing curated footage. We are trying to join in in some instances thinking I should talk about this. I should have an opinion on this. And sometimes we go too far with it. Sometimes we do it in the way we think we should do it rather than the way that feels right. We sometimes don't feel able to say I haven't got a clue about that. I don't know enough about that to comment. We are finding that personal brand, that image, the idea of what you want people to know about you and the way that you want to be represented on any level is sometimes stopping you from posting anything, from doing anything. The personal brand has been one of the biggest blockers of people in business online because they're absolutely petrified or stunted about having to share their entire world in order to be a personal brand, to be trustworthy, to be what they said they'd be, to be at all times, in all places, in all spaces. And I, for one, am really anti it. My values and my business's values are two different sets of values because one is a personal value and one is a company's value, a business value. Now they are similar, they cross over, They are held by each other, but they are not one and the same. I am not my company. My company is not me. What I want to share authentically as a business is shared from that business perspective. And who I am authentically in real life doesn't have to be shared everywhere, at all times, at all costs, no matter what. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because the rise of the personal brand and the rise of burnout are suspiciously close together because people have become so consumed by being honest, by sharing everything, by not holding back that they've started to curate their lives or they are so heavily in creating content from their lives that the blur between who they are, who they should be, what's work and what's not work has got massively confused. You know, so many people talking about taking a day off and sharing with you everything they actually then did in that day off that was actually work. So many people taking every single thing that happens in their life and trying to create content out of it to give, to give value, to give value, to give value. My personal brand is this. I'm vulnerable when, I'm authentic when, this is true. This is something I need to tell you, otherwise you might find out about me. There's so much within the burnout and the crossover between giving all of you 
and instead seeing the business as a representation of the business values, you being authentic in business, recognizing you are not your business, you are not your job, you are not the role that you have to play in employment. Your personal values and the values of the business, the employment, the role should have a pairing. They do not have to be identical. It's very rare a business to have personal values. As I say, there'll be a crossover, but a business has a different purpose than you do as a human being. And if we don't always witness that and take that into account, then it can get really blurry as to a business success is the success of me as a human. And the business failure is the failure of me as a human, rather than seeing the business is doing what it's doing and there will be testings, there will be trials, there will be periods of adjustment, there will be fluctuation, there will be so many economic factors that affect it, there will be so many social factors that affect it, there will be all kinds of things that affect it that will have nothing to do with you as a human. And so understanding that infusing a brand with personality, infusing the brand with your honesty, infusing the brand with what you desire it to achieve, including in your job, including in any sort of style of work. It can be infused with, but it is not you. Do not confuse yourself with your brand to the degree that you get lost in it, to the degree that you are burnt out because there's such a blur between life, living and working. And I see this a lot in hyper-independence. My main client are hyper-independent clients, which means they have an automatic nature to hide in business, especially when things are emotional or emotions are coming up in personal life. Their business soothes their emotions and allows them to avoid them simultaneously. And so they find that they are very dependent on hiding within work, being very busy within work, being very hardworking. And when we notice that, we can notice there's a lot of burnout. But if you then infuse personal brand and authenticity in a really skewed fashion, then what you see is people even on their days off are creating something for you from that, are telling you what they did with that, are sharing and sharing and sharing. And so there's never any true, what if this wasn't content? What if I said nothing about this? What if this was nothing to do with my business? What if I was separate? from my business and I understood that was a vehicle for my passion for my beliefs for what I want to change in the world for what I want to provide in the world for what I want to create in the world but it's not me it's not me and it's an extension of me but it's not me so authenticity is important once we know who we are and what we stand for our values matter they really do understanding not just what they are on paper but what they are in us and recognizing where we may have blurred authenticity in business, in work, in our livelihoods, and where we need to just rediscover what are the values of the business? What are the values of the company? What is the value of my role? And understanding how that is separate from you, or they're reflective of what you believe and want and desire. How and where we feel like us, what that means how you are willing 
to start to own more of your honesty and what that honesty looks like to you and where it feels slightly out of touch. They are the things I would say are worth digging into. When we're thinking about authenticity, I want you to think about your values. I want you to think about how well you know yourself. And I want you to notice where you have blurred lines with something that's an extension of you but isn't you. Where and how you can look at your identity and where you feel really good about who you are honestly and where you feel really off about who you are, about who you have to be, about what you have to say or not say. And then start to unpick things from there. Rather than calling yourself inauthentic, start to get to know yourself on such a different level that you can meet yourself where you are now, understand who you've been, and also look to where you want to grow where you want to grow into yourself more, where you want to come into owning yourself more, and when you want to come into trusting yourself more, because that's where true authenticity lies, in accepting all the parts of us that exist, the past, the present, and where we want to take it, but really understanding the places where you have felt inauthentic were always showing you something. The places where you're holding back now are just showing you something. And instead of focusing on the negatives of you didn't do that, you didn't say this, oh, you're an idiot, oh, this doesn't suit me, oh, that's bad for me, work out why. Work out what's going on beneath the surface. Work out with compassion (laughs) and curiosity, my two favorites, what would need to happen to feel safer to make changes, what those changes would mean, why they would matter. What's going on? What else? What else other than? the top surface level answer. That's where we'll start to find your truth. And when we start to find your truth, your authenticity is the byproduct. Being more you. Being more you. And I hope you can give yourself some time to start to explore that because I guarantee you, it is time well spent. Thank you for listening. Any feedback is always, always welcome. Give us a follow on Instagram at The Completion Coach. Leave a review. Get in touch. I always answer my DMs or you can drop me an email. But thank you for listening.